pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. Who is your favorite non-biblical historical figure? Someone asked me that once, and it took me a while to come up with a good answer. After a while, I decided on Ben Franklin, the inventor, writer, and diplomat that helped shape the United States. But it wasn't for any of those reasons that I decided on him as a person I admired. Rather, it was for his 13 virtues that he credited for the success he found in life. If you're not familiar, Ben Franklin would carry a card in his pocket that had a table with seven columns and 13 rows. The seven columns were for each day of the week, and the 13 rows were for 13 virtues that he wished to practice in his life. He'd glance at this card to keep these traits fresh in his mind, and at the end of each day, review to see whether he lived up to these values that he held dear. At the top of the card, one of the virtues would be written to indicate that week was to have a special focus on that trait, not to diminish the others, but to give him a goal to focus on. By following this pattern, Franklin was able to measure his progress daily, weekly, and roughly every season in improving himself personally and as a member of society. I'll include a link in the show notes if you're interested to learn more. There is a desire within everyone to somehow be better today than they were yesterday, and to be better tomorrow than they are today. For some, that improvement is in athletic performance, for others it's about career or academic success. But when it comes to the aspirations of a believer, the overarching goal is to grow to be more like God and more like His Son, Jesus Christ. When the Word of God is introduced in our lives, it's like a seed planted in our hearts with a singular mission, to bear fruit. And while God will accept us for who we are at the beginning of our journey, shortcomings included, He does not expect us to stay there once that journey begins. While God will accept us for who we are at the beginning of our journey, shortcomings included, He does not expect us to stay there throughout our journey in Christ. Now, despite everything the Apostle Paul had going for him in his life before he accepted Christ, he had to cast all of that aside to know Christ and to grow in him. Listen to what he had to say in Philippians 3, verses 8 through 14. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered a loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings and becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do. 
forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Concluding there is a need for a spiritual growth raises a logical question. How do we measure that growth? Well, it's not by checking off behaviors and actions from a list like in the Mosaic Law. That was God's attempt to show Israel and us that righteousness can't be obtained through passive repetition. Righteousness is a gift of grace from our Creator when we die to our own self-interest in baptism and live in Christ to be like Him. So how do we know whether we're going in the right direction? Well, what we need to do is engage in self-examination. One way we do so is in participation in the Lord's Supper, which is typically done on a weekly basis. Paul again explained this need for self-examination in 1 Corinthians 11 verses 28 through 32. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. Now, I have to say this because I struggled with this passage for a long time. Without Christ, nobody is worthy. It's Christ's sacrifice alone that makes us worthy of the invitation to participate in his memorial supper and is based on his perfect life, culminating in that sacrifice that we need to measure our growth. Because of a believer's inclination to avoid the checklist mentality that comes from the law and the Pharisees, sometimes that measurement can be abstract and can give room for despair because all we see is Christ's perfect example next to our woefully imperfect life, with no idea how to turn that chasm into meaningful change. Galileo, the astronomer, is attributed to have said, measure what is measurable and make measurable what is not so, and I think that applies here. While it's not in the right spirit to use mere actions as the benchmark for our spiritual lives, it's also not helpful to lazily eyeball our trajectory in the hopes that we catch it before it goes too far in the wrong direction. Instead of measuring actions, or not measuring at all, I believe a biblical alternative could be examining godly traits and virtues for us to improve on. Now, you probably see where I'm going with this. There are several places in which godly traits are bundled together to give the measure and scope of walking in the Spirit. Perhaps Ben Franklin had a good idea with his virtue card idea. And one passage with a great series of traits comes from Galatians 5, through 23 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Perhaps, when you're trying to measure the direction in which you're heading in your spiritual life, you can take out a card. And instead of going through things in a checklist, ask yourself at the end of each day, 
Have I been loving? Have I been patient? Have I exhibited self-control? And so on. And maybe with that, you can find opportunities for God to work in your life to further develop the mind of Christ in you. To conclude, let's consider the words of Psalm 139, verses 23-24 as a prayer to God to guide us in His steps. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. I want to thank you for listening to another devotion here on Pause to Consider. If you found this devotion helpful, I hope you share it with your friends and with your loved ones. If you have any questions or feedback, you can email me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow the podcast Facebook and Instagram pages if you want to reach out for updates or discuss. And if you haven't already, I hope you take the opportunity to subscribe to Pause to Consider on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast platform so that you get updates as to when new devotions are uploaded. But above everything else, I hope this was helpful for you. And I hope that God continues to bless you and keep you until we meet again, whether it's in our next devotion, whether it's in God's kingdom. God bless.